I'm telling you, these people are Satanists. As I sit here, they are Satanists. Nothing will stop the Satanic total release. Stop testing Satan. Welcome to the podcast. The last three weeks have felt like five fucking years because 2020 can't let it go already. The past three weeks have been completely and utterly a nightmare. I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but I feel like the closer we get to the end of the year, and specifically, the closer we get to the election, the more and more I have been having the most anxiety I've ever had in my fucking life. Has anyone... I'm sure people have. Has anyone watched My Cousin Vinny where uh, Joe Pesci is sitting on the bed? I I think he's sitting on the bed in his hotel. And he's sitting there and he's saying, okay, let's see. What else can we pile on the outcome of this case? And he lists a whole bunch of different shit. I feel like that's the case with this election. What? How much other shit? can we pile on this election? Not only do we have the fucking Supreme Court, which hopefully we can fucking do something about, like, fucking constitutional hardball, pack that shit. Do something with it. Impeach the last three justices that were put on there, because fuck it. Um, But, yeah, no, it feels like there's way too much riding on one fucking election when we have a justice department that's supposed to help oversee this election and a court system that's supposed to help oversee this election that's fucking corrupt as shit. And that's partly what's had me completely and utterly just unable to record this podcast. I would sit down, I'd have an outline, or I'd try to write an outline, I'd sit up, I'd have everything set up, and I'd go, I, I can't do it. I'm too nervous. Like, not nervous about the podcast, but, like, just general anxiety. And I'm sorry, like, if me rapidly talking is bothering anyone else's anxiety, I'm going to try to calm down. But I've generally, the closer we get to this election, and the more just shit that 2020 wants to pile on, I've had it. I just want it done. I haven't wanted to do anything. I've watched the news, but mostly out of habit. I've been trying to play games, do anything else. Like, listen to audiobooks. I've decided, you know what, fuck it. I'm not going to listen to non-fiction audiobooks right now. I've been listening to the, um, the new, there's a new Thrawn book. Uh, that Timothy Zahn wrote that I really like, but I've been trying to just chill out and not worry. And But when I sit down to do a podcast about Satanism and things like social norms or look at the news to like talk about it during the podcast, I, I can't do it. <laughs> so that's why it's taken me a bit to actually do this episode. There are a few things that I do want to talk about, though, before we actually get into the topic of social norms. And I'll flat out say, social norms are bullshit. Just flat out bullshit. That is, if you want a summary of the episode, social norms are bullshit. But 
there's something that I do want to talk about. Well, a few things I want to talk about before we get into that. One, people who haven't gone to uh, vote yet, I just want to say be careful. Where I live in Massachusetts, it's not that bad because we don't have as many of the population that would, you know, you know, I'm just going to point to QAnon. People like QAnon. We don't have that many of those up here who are thinking about going to the polls because Trump told them to go to the polls. Just be careful if you see any of uh, Trump's little um, wannabe Gestapo at the polls. Just ignore them if they talk to you. Just agree with whatever they say. If you think saying something that sounds like a Trump supporter would say, say it. Be careful. You don't owe the truth to them for anything. Just be careful. Secondly, because again, 2020 can't let up, at least in my state and generally over the country, we're seeing another coronavirus spike again. And today, a few days after I talked about when uh, getting supplies, uh, I just saw an article that says that there is already some parts of the country that are seeing runs on the grocery store. So if you can, I would suggest getting some extra things, you know, the stupid toilet paper that everyone wants to do a run on, some canned food, I don't chicken, you can freeze chicken in a freezer for quite a while. Um you can wrap it up in uh, wax paper works or freezer paper, and it'll, it'll stay good for quite a while. Honestly, any meat you can wrap up, and it'll, it'll stay in there for, like, I've had uh, chicken, like, three months old, maybe a little longer, that I froze, and tastes fine. No problem. Um, some people like canned tuna. There's canned chicken, which, I, I that's more lo- a long-term thing, but... As I've said, I'm I believe in preparing for things. I believe that mm, I believe that prepping is not just a uh, a right wing thing. As I've said before, and perhaps maybe I'll either do a show on it, or maybe fuck I'll even like do the maybe I'll do a YouTube thing on it, where I just like show something. I don't know. I, I didn't really think about that part of it, but I just wanted to say just get ready for whatever uh, the final boss of 2020 is going to be because it's going to be some shit. Uh, And I will say that no matter who wins the election, it's going to be fuck. It's going to be fucky because if Trump quote-unquote wins the election, which I honestly think the only way he wins the election is by fraud at this point, which I'm not saying it's in the bag that you don't need to vote. I don't care what state you're in. Go vote. Um, because numbers will matter. It is harder to steal an election when it is overwhelming than stealing an election that is close. But I think no matter who wins, especially those on the right, especially if Trump loses, are going to lose their shit. And so, just be careful. That's mostly what I wanted to say. Like I I said, I've just had a bunch of anxiety. So, I don't necessarily have, like, a lot of, like... I don't have a fun news story, really, right now. 
Maybe I'll throw something on Twitter if I find something fun. But just be careful. And um, stay safe. Do what you need to do. And uh, hopefully we can just get through this national nightmare together. And don't most people who are going to listen to the podcast understand that just because we get Trump out doesn't mean everything's fixed. We still are going to have a lot of voting in the future to do. We're going to have a lot of writing to people to do. There's probably going to be more demonstrations and protests. And even if you can't get out and protest, support people who can is a good thing to do. I, um, if you see things for protest bail funds, I know that that's a really good way of supporting, but overall, just everyone stay safe and just be prepared to do as much work as you can. I don't think that we should shame anybody for not being able to do the amount of work that we think that they should do because not everyone can do everything. Some people, it just might be talking to their family members and discussing that why things are wrong. Or it might be even, I know a lot of people say, well, posting on social media doesn't do anything. It It isn't the necessarily like the biggest thing that someone can individually do but i mean more awareness is more awareness so people should do what they can do i mean if you can get your uncle who supports trump to think that the election is on november 4th go ahead and do that i'll be honest i am completely okay with uh, some really nasty hardball I know some people think that, well, we need a, we need to do everything fair and square. No, no. Well, I mean, we, we should, but no, there are some points in history that I, I think some underhanded things are okay. Like, you know, a few years ago, I would have said, well, packing the court's not the best idea. But now I say, you know what? Don't just pack the Supreme Court. Pack it all. Pack is they say, turtles all the way down. Pack the judges all the way down. It's the Republicans decided they wanted to be assholes. So sometimes you got to be an asshole back to show that if you cross a certain line, decorum goes out the window. But let's move on to social norms, because that's a little more lighthearted, considering I will say that I'm probably going to swear a lot during the social norms, partly because it's against social norms to swear, and that will just egg me on to swear. I'm sure of it. Originally, like I said before, this was going to be on social norms and specifically just sexual norms, and I did research on it, and I went to outline it. The reason for that is every time I went to think about what I was going to say or even make an outline, I thought that it was so obvious I didn't need to say it. And I came to the conclusion that social norms in general are just bullshit. Honestly, why are social norms even a thing? Some are ideas of politeness, others are flat-out form of control. Some of the things that you think about politeness are things like shaking hands. And honestly, 
that type of thing doesn't even matter anymore. Not just because of COVID, but shaking hands basically came down to the idea that you were checking the person you were meeting with for weapons. I, in general, don't think we have to worry about that most of the time anymore. I think that questioning norms is important. There's really no reason that we should just blindly follow these ideas that we don't even know where they came from. Think about most social norms that we deal with day to day. Why? Why do they exist? A lot of them are from cultures that don't even affect us anymore. Some of them are from religion. Some of them are, like I said, politeness. Some of them are just... You don't do that because it's easier for the people in charge that you don't do that. Good example. It is a general social norm that you don't, you know, point out things about someone's religion. And they call it blasphemous, like the idea that, wait a minute, this that you're saying doesn't make any sense. Or, well, you know, your, your book doesn't actually say what you just said it said. Or, you know, it doesn't really make sense to believe a book about talking snakes at all. And they throw that for the label, well, that's blasphemous, or that's rude, or you can't question someone's religion like that. It's faith. You need to be respectful. You don't hear these uh, people who worry about all these social norms so much going, well, you can't question the fact that that man loves that other man. That's just disrespectful. That's their private business. You don't hear that from them. So why the fuck should we care about their social norms if they don't want to respect our social norms? I do believe that there are some social norms that are right. Not right, but make sense. The idea that just respect other people. And I would say I'm not even sure that that's a social norm. That just might not be an... Frankly, that just might be not being an asshole when it comes right down to it. One of the social norms that I grew up with that I never understood, I thought was stupid, and the more I understand now as I work in special education, that not everyone thinks like that, is the social norm of, well, when you're talking to someone, you should look at them in the eyes, or you should look at them in their general, you know, face. Well, not everyone finds that comfortable. Some people find that pretty disturbing, or it bothers them, or it just makes them uncomfortable, or they don't like it. Why is there a norm about, well, when you talk to someone, you have to look them in the face? To me, it doesn't make sense, and I think this comes down to why we have social norms. Well, to the people who came up with this idea, this was what they viewed as normal. Well, not everyone is quote-unquote normal. We, we can get into what is normal, what the point of normal is, but if we're going to use normal, quote-unquote, then what is it? Should we care what's normal? How normal is normal? And honestly, when I did research for the sexual social norms, if you look at what most people view as normal, that's completely bullshitting out the window. But this is what we mean by social norms that are completely arbitrary. 
when we talk about in Satanism that we question them and potentially throw them out the window. It is completely arbitrary that we have the social norm that you look someone in the eye when you talk to them. It doesn't serve a purpose. It's only polite because we say it's polite. I guess the idea is that you're paying attention to them. But for the most part, if I'm talking to somebody and they're responding to me in an an intelligent, meaningful way, I assume that they're listening to me. And if they're not, then they're really good at knowing what I'm going to say. And that there's some people who look me right in the face and will talk to me. And I know, for fuck's sake, that they're not listening to a goddamn thing I say. Which, in other social norms, it's kind of weird that while we aren't supposed to do things like say goddamn and other curses, it's almost like this weird sub-social norm that that is what is said. It's really bizarre when you think about it. But if I were to say something else, then goddamn, I can't think of something off the cuff right now. But if I were to say something else, people would look at me like that was strange. So first of all, you're not ex- you're expected, quote unquote, according to social norms and polite company, not to say goddamn. But if you say something different than goddamn, they look at you like there's something wrong, which is calling attention to the fact that it's fucking arbitrary. The fact that you can be looked at weird for not saying something and looked at weird for saying something makes no damn sense. And the fact that I can get in trouble at work for saying goddamn is its own weird fucking thing because, well, I don't believe in this fucking God thing. It's not like I looked at someone and went, fuck you. I just said, goddamn. The fact that, like, Language in itself pisses me off. I generally don't like English. English is a mess. So when you get English and social norms and fucking the church mingled together, it's just fucking pisses me off. I hate... Social norms with language drives me insane. When people say, well, you shouldn't swear. Why? Like, what is about these magical words that make people so upset? What is so wrong between saying, oh, darn it, between, oh, damn it? What, what is the difference? I mean, everyone knows what you wanted to say. If I were to say, oh, shish kebab, everyone knows I wanted to say, oh, shit. Everyone knows, most people in their head went, ah, that's weird. He said shish kebab instead of shit. But everyone thinks it's better to say, ah, shish kebab. Why? Why does it matter? Swearing is something that pisses me off. It's one of the reasons why when I started this podcast, I went, oh, no, I'm going to have the explicit label. Because I'm going to just say whatever the fuck I want. Because even though, like, just the weirdest thing, like, I grew up in a house where it's like, no, you don't swear. I, I swear so much. I'm actually, I have never actually sworn at work. Um, one time, actually, no, one time, one time I, I actually kind of swore at work. And it wasn't really swearing. I just 
No, no, actually, no, they think about it. In class, I like something happened and I was in the middle of a bunch of special needs students. And like what happened was one special needs student threw like a glass at someone's head. And, you know, no one really blinked when I went, oh, shit. <laughs> like people looked at me and after I'm like, oh, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. But like everyone understood that, you know, a student just threw a glass cup at someone's head. Yeah, you know, shit. <laughs> no, uh, um, just a whole conversation on swearing can be immensely funny because it's complete batshit. Um, and and I'm kind of purposely doing it. No, I'm not purposely doing it. I I don't know what. I probably could overanalyze my brain. I'm not going to fuck it. But I think I've probably sworn more in this episode in the past, like, ten minutes than I have in all of the other episodes, now that I think about it. It's probably just the, uh, it's probably just the month that I've had. This month has been under bullshit, like I talked about previously. So, yeah, no. General politeness social norms tend to be bullshit because a lot of them are about things that are about normal, whatever the fuck normal says. And the other ones are on weird word things that are swearing magical things. And if you look up profane and what profanity means, it's completely changed. It's just fucking mess. And I think even social norms that we generally think of that make sense, we should still think on why they're a thing. I even think that things that are correct, we should think about why we do them. Not just, well, we do the thing because, you know, we're supposed to do the thing. Like, one of the social norms that was listed on when I was hunting down a list for social norms was, if you bump into someone, say sorry. Well... One could say, well, that's obvious, but why? Why Why should we say sorry when we bump into somebody? Well, because you might have startled them, or they might worry that, hey, they bumped into me, are they going to hurt me? Or it's just sort of annoying to bump into somebody. And the sorry is not even just to make them feel better, it's to for you to let them know that I didn't do that on purpose. But then we have the other social norm of that is listed that I see a lot of. When someone sneezes, you should say bless you. I'm not saying bless you when someone sneezes. There are different things I'll say to somebody, but I don't believe that I'm blessing them. So I'm not going to say bless you. I might say to my friends, don't die. I might say to a co-worker, are you okay? I might say to someone who I don't know, nothing. If I'm sitting next to someone on the train and they sneeze, I, I don't feel that obligated to say anything. If they sneeze a lot of times, I might look at them and ask, are you okay? Or I might say nothing and get up and move to the other side of the train, considering what we're dealing with right now. But I don't think that there's an obligation to say bless you. Considering that 
I mean, it's nice that the site decided that, well, we're not going to say that you have to say, God bless you, you know, because they don't really care about people who might not think the idea of blessing is a thing, or they might think, well, it's the, it's the general sentiment. I don't know. I'm not going to say bless you. There are sometimes where I'm around other Satanists or people who know that I'm a Satanist. I'll say Pazuzu, which I think is funny. I got that from um, Black Mass Appeal. Uh, I think I did anyway. But I find it funny. People think it's weird. I generally like to be a little weird, so it fits me. But I'm not going to say bless you. That's stupid. And I'm not going to say it. If someone ever asked me why I didn't say bless you, I'm just going to look at them like they're they're the ones who have something bizarre. I'm like, why? Me saying bless you is not a magic word. I don't believe that your soul leaves you when you sneeze. There is no reason for me to bless you. I'm not a priest. So even if I wanted to bless you, I can't. I don't know. I, I've had that happen before now that I think about it. Like, someone's like, oh, you don't say bless you? No, no, I don't. And they thought I was weird, and it was at work, and it was kind of uncomfortable because it was bizarre. Again, social norms are bullshit. They cause more problems than anything else. Like I said, some social norms are just not being an asshole, but some are stupid. And I think we should really question the social norms that are stupid because they're stupid and they cause problems and they make people uncomfortable and they assume things about people that we don't need to assume. Like another listed social norm that I think is also bullshit is, and this gets in the sexuality things, is, well, b- boys wear blue and girls wear pink. What? Who the fuck came up with that one? And if you look at frickin' like a... Some old medieval art. That's complete bullshit. I'm not even sure where the blue and pink came from. Maybe after the episode I'll look it up and if I can find it I'll throw it in the episode description. But I have no idea where that came from. You have this other social norm where, well, you open a door for a lady when they go to leave the room or when they go to enter. But then I think that's stupid. A lot of my female friends think that's stupid and they don't like when a guy does it. However, I like being nice. I like to open a door for everybody. But because the social norm is that you do it for a lady, I always worry that if I'm going to open it for someone and they happen to be a lady, that me opening it is going to make them think that I'm doing it because of the... See, this is what I'm talking about. This is why social norms are completely utterly bullshit. Because not only do they drive people crazy who don't know what the correct social norm is... They drive people crazy who know what the social norms are, and they think the social norms are stupid. Forget just worrying about what I just worried about. I tend to have a lot of friends who are transgendered. And one of them, who was a transgendered male, told me that they worry a lot of times when a guy opens the door for them because they worry, well... Are they opening the door for me because they're being nice? Or are they opening the door for me because they view me as a woman? And that just blew my mind on top of everything. So I don't know what to do about opening doors. 
a lot of times I just try to open doors for everyone. And what I do is I make sure that I'm opening the door long enough to where I open it for a few people. If someone can let me know, especially someone who's uh, female or transgendered, uh, if you can let me know what you think I should do about this, because I don't know. I've pondered this one for a long while, and it bugs me. I don't know what to do. And again, social norms are bullshit. And part of the reason why I'm having this problem is because we can't just have a general social norm of be nice, open doors for people. It has to be specific. And then I've said before, we have social norms that are stereotypes that are based on sexuality. And I look at those and go, these are just generally bullshit because they try to force someone into a box. For example, myself. It's the general social norm for some weird reason that women belong in the kitchen. However, when I go over my girlfriend's house, I, I, I want to be the one in the kitchen because I, I love my girlfriend, but I, I'm the one who taught her how to cook for the most part. Her family's cooking is horrible. Like, when she told me how they had chicken most of the time, fuck. Like, they'd cut it up into one-inch cubes, basically all the meat they would do this in, throw it in a pot and boil it, and they wouldn't really do it for soup or anything. That's just sort of how they would eat their chicken. And as an Italian who grew up in an Italian family who tended to, you know, cook chicken on a frying pan or in the oven doing chicken parmesan or a roast or with some seasoning on it and all of a sudden I, I, I like when she told me this I felt like it was an insult to chicken so we had to go out and get a nice frying pan because she didn't really use frying pans that much so most of her frying pans were, were junk so we got a nice frying pan and then, you know, I showed her how to make fried chicken and we got some new spices. I got her lemon chicken, which now she uses all the time. And so had I decided that it was my stereotypical male role for me not to be in the kitchen when I went over to her house, I would have sat there miserably eating my boiled chicken and feeling like there was something wrong here. But because it wasn't my job as a male to do anything about the cooking, well, granted, according to most stereotypes, especially in the whole idea of the Christian household, it would be my role to bitch about the chicken, but not actually, you know, cook the chicken. Which just... I hate the that whole thing. Like, if you ever look at what Christians tend to think of the stereotypical marriage on how they want it, if it wasn't, like, someone could look at that and go, that's kind of a weird, creepy thing. And it's worse than a weird, creepy thing. It's really fucked up. There was something that went around. If I find it, I'll put it in the the description thing where there was someone what was it it was how i trained my christian wife or something like that i'm probably gonna have a hard time finding it because i can't remember the exact thing but 
it it was creepy as fuck. I'm sure most people here remember what I was talking about. But no, it was creepy as fuck. I'm um, talking about like disciplining your wife. And the author was saying that he didn't like the fact that his wife was a bit of a feminist and thus wouldn't let him spank her. I mean, unless you're doing it in the bedroom and everyone's enjoying it. What the fuck, dude? I haven't even talked about the ridiculous social norms of just single families, single mothers, single fathers. I know a few single fathers and they get it bad as well. Uh, We have homosexual couples, non-binary couples. We have polyamorous couples. Those aren't couples, but you know what I mean. There's a few people I know who are in polyamorous relationships and everything's good for them. Then we have fucking... Yes, then we have fucking, which is generally we don't talk about as a social norm, which a lot of people do the fucking, but we can't talk about the fucking, even though most people really, really enjoy the fucking. And we we really, really can't talk about fucking when it comes to educating kids. No, no. I mean, in Massachusetts, we're a little spoiled since our speci- our um, sex ed is not that bad, but it's not enough. I don't even think this has to be said at this point with all the studies, but abstinence education is utter bullshit. It does more harm than anything else, not only for someone's enjoyment, but seriously, if you think telling most kids, well, the best way to stay safe with sex is, you know, not to fuck. I mean, there's the internet now. They can just go online and look whatever the fuck they want. And uh, if you've ever, you know, looked at, like, Yahoo Answers or just some random forum or YouTube or anything where it talks about, you know, sex head on the internet, holy fucking shit. In general, I believe the idea that religion makes sex something horrible and shameful and something to be guilty about is flat out a means of control. And here's why I think that. Our brains are pretty wired for sex. Considering that when we hit a certain age, there's a lot of hormones that cause a lot of trouble for a lot of people during those age uh, periods. Where it's not really their fault if they think about sex a lot or if they say masturbate a lot or if they end up, you know, fucking in a stairwell in the high school, which is someone who works in a high school. You'd be shocked about how many students that have been caught fucking in the stairwell or doing other things in the stairwell or under the bleachers. It It's really stereotypical, the idea that kids doing stuff under the bleachers, but, you know, it happens. And then you have their faith telling them that these are horrible things, they're horrible thoughts. Not only are these actions bad, which, yes, doing something in a school probably isn't the best thing, and you probably should get in a bit of trouble for it, but just the fact that they tell people, even having these thoughts are wrong, that there are thought crimes that you shouldn't commit, and, you know, God uh, knows that what you're doing is bad. And they just drill down on the guilt. Mormons, from what I've heard, who I uh, I have some former Mormon friends, and 
Mormons are really big on the sexual guilt. And they make you just feel horrible. Like, all of... All the religions that do this in general make you feel, like, horrible and guilty about it. And then, when they've made you feel horrible and disgusted about your own natural body processes, and you know, your normal, whatever we consider to be normal, your own... I think natural is a better word. One's own natural instincts, you end up feeling just disgusted and horrible by yourself. You feel like, well, I'm just a bad person because I have these thoughts. Since you're being told by the fact that you have these thoughts, that means you are a sinner and not a good person that you should feel guilty about it. And so then they turn around and it's like, well, you are a horrible person, but, you know... There's a way to fix that. Or, you know, rather than have this in your life, we can substitute this. And they take sexuality, which is, for most people, there are some people who it is not. But for much of the population, it is one of the strongest instincts that people have, considering that Evolution, which is a proven fact, is, you know, driven by fucking and general sexuality, that you're taking this core part of people and saying, that's wrong, but, you know, we can fix it. There is, I believe this is torture. I'm not even being hyperbolic. I think using someone's basically biological programming against them that there is nothing they can do about it is torture. I wouldn't know how to make it illegal, but I would say it should be. I, I think it's torture. So we have that whole mess with guilting people about sexuality. Then, then on the subject of sex, because I did a whole shit ton of research on it, because that was the original part of the episode, is then we have violence versus sex, which is something completely different. Like a lot of people, example, I've been interested in the upcoming game Cyberpunk, which fucking got delayed again, but that's a whole other annoyance. But most of the games we see now have a controversy, which for the most part has something to do with sex or drugs. In this case... It's sex. If you want to look at all the different problems with the uh, the game, they're not problems to me, but they're problems to people who say that they're problems. They say that, well, the fact that the game doesn't use terms like male and female is horrible, or the fact that there is like complete nudity in the game is horrible, or the fact that there are scenes that are of a first-person point of view of sex is horrible. It's like, however, we have, you know... Movies like Saw, which, if you were to take the movie Saw and apply the levels of violence to the levels of sex that are allowed in that movie, you would have some of the hardest core porn allowed in theaters. It shocks me the fact that I could be... I wa- Example, I watched Die Hard when I was really young. Um... I remember it. I, I remember sitting down to watch it. And my family was completely fine with it for the most part. Because, you know, it's... The violence isn't... In today's standard, it's not that bad. But when I watched it, it was like... 
Yeah, no, I watched it in the mid-90s, probably a little earlier than that. But no, it's violent enough to where it was... During that time, I remember the movies being a little controversial, but for the most part, it was fine. However, if there was an implied sex scene, or even some sort of, like, partial nudity, like, not even side boobs, you know, like, showing the back of the... Like a woman taking her shirt off and it just shows her back while she's kissing some man. You know, that would immediately get fast-forwarded. But John McClane, you know, running through a building, machine-gunning five guys, that was completely fine. The social norm on violence and sex is completely and utterly fucked up. And to round things out when I talked about the fact that what one would think is quote-unquote normal is actually not normal is just look at any modern study on the idea of kinks or fetishes the fact that most people seem to have them yet people still consider them out of the norm makes no sense it is just the fact that someone says well this is what sex is and even though it seems like the majority of people seems to fall outside the norm that doesn't make it the norm then we have completely lost the idea of what norm even means. Which is why, again, I will end this by saying social norms, for the most part, are bullshit. And you know what? I'm going to cut out for the most part. Considering that if a social norm isn't bullshit, then it should stand on its own without just being a norm. There are so many other social norms that I don't have the time to get into. And it would be kind of pointless, too, because it would just be me going through a whole list of bullshit, talking about how it's bullshit. And there's no point in that. So I'm just going to say I hope everyone has a safe run-up to the election. And I hope everyone is safe after the election. Because I don't know what's going to happen. It's a, it's going to be a mess. Like, no matter who wins, I think it's going to be a mess. So please stay safe. Uh, please, if you can, think about what I said earlier in the episode about just being safe when you go to the polls. And just be careful. Because there's people like the QAnon folks out there, and... Who the fuck knows what they're going to do? Considering that we have some people out there who think it's a good idea to fucking kidnap a governor. So just be careful. Till next time, everybody. This has been Why Satan. And Hail Satan. I changed out the ending music a bit because I thought we could all use something a bit more mellow. Because 2020 sure isn't going to give it to us. (laughs) 